You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Father, I just pray today that your presence would be very real as we bring forth this message today. Pray, Lord, that you will give us revelation into what you want us to hear, what you want us to discover from your word today. We give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of this message today, What God Has Revealed. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, tells us, The secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the works of this law. Many in the church today is lacking revelation knowledge of the word of God. It is so easy to go to a tape or a video or go to a conference and get little tidbits of from the word. But it takes real discipline to open up your Bible and to read on a regular basis what is in there. And pray, Lord, reveal to me what you want me to know about what I have just read. Our relationship with God's word should be something that we sustain regularly. We believe that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture, all scripture, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, that's teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. This revelation is foundational to our Christian faith. When we read the Bible, we know that it is the true word of God. We're not reading a history book, although it contains a lot of history. We're not reading a novel. We're reading what God decided would be included in the canon of scriptures for every generation. And it is just as relevant today as the day it was written. So let's look at first the things revealed. Maybe you can remember times in your past when you suddenly saw something in the Bible you had never seen before. 
How many have discovered that? That truth had been there all along. Ever since it was written, nothing has been changed. You might have a different version, but it's still been there. It was just hidden from your eyes. Then suddenly one day you saw it, you understood it. You had a revelation from the Lord. And you know something? It was just the right time. Jesus said to his disciples at one point, I've got many things to tell you, but you're not ready to receive it right now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal all these things to you. And so within our life, as we go through the journey of life, we're always finding new revelations of the truth of God's word. Not something that is added to it, but something that is there all the time. But all of a sudden it becomes real to you. The word revelation is from the Greek word. Uh, the, this is a Nufi translation, so. Acopolis, that's close as I can get to it anyway. It refers to something that has been veiled or hidden for a long time and then suddenly revealed. As in the last book of the, the New Testament, Revelation, which reveals the end time events. It is like installing a picture window in your house somewhere where there was no window before, just the wall. But outside, there's a beautiful view that you've never really taken in. And then all of a sudden, you put this picture window in, and as you look out, it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful scenery. It was there all the time. But until you put the picture window in, you couldn't really appreciate its beauty. And that's my feeble attempt at explaining revelation. When I began for the second time in March 2016 as lead pastor of Colake Community Church, I did a series of messages entitled, What is the Lord Saying? Or What is the Spirit Saying to Us as a Congregation? In the first message, I made reference to Isaiah 43, 16 to 21, that God is doing a new thing. And truly, I think that as we look back over the past year, we are seeing some new things that are beginning to happen in our hearts, in our lives, in our families. Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is making a way in the wilderness that we have allowed ourselves to be caught up in and going around in circles, spiritually speaking. And there is a, a fresh revelation of God, his love, and the moving of his Holy Spirit 
the lives of his people. This is a prophetic revelation becoming clearer than it was one year ago. This new thing is not the same old, same old. We talk sometimes about the good old days. But the good old days can't do nothing for us now. We want to have our own revelation. We want to have our own personal experience with God. Nobody else can have that experience for me. As much as Effie loves me and I love her, we can't have, I can't have her experience and she can't have mine. We have to have our own personal experience, our own spiritual journey with the Lord. I said then that every spiritual, every, I said then that Every spiritually in tune believer is catching the vision. As we begin to get in tune with God, we begin to pray, we begin to uh, make, uh, I guess, probably a good time today, right now, is new resolutions. We're, re we're, we're about to make some resolutions again, aren't we? But when you begin to make those resolutions and you determine in your heart that I'm going to do some things differently, that resolve helps you to once again connect with God in a way that probably you haven't connected with him for a long time. Because God is doing a new thing in our hearts. He's revealing his heart to individuals and we are responding in repentance. The underlying message is that the Holy Spirit is speaking and we must choose to listen. Thus the repeated phrase to us is this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Holy Spirit can speak through me. The Holy Spirit can give me a message. But for each of you in the congregation, you may be hearing different messages. Because God has a way of getting right to where I'm at, right to where you're at. And he knows what you've been facing this week or this, this year or this past month, whatever. And when the word is being presented, he will speak into your heart. If you're saying, Lord, I want to hear something from you today. He's going to speak into your heart. and You're going to get something out of this message. God has revealed himself to us in many ways. He reveals himself in creation. Psalm 19, 1, and 4, 1 to 4 says... The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his handicraftsmanship. Handicraftmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. 
Yet the message has gone through the, throughout the earth and their words to all the world. In Romans 1 verse 20 says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen and seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Even though ungodly people have enough evidence of God to believe, God reveals himself through his word. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved. That's what 2 Peter 1.21 says. God revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ, who is the living word. Jesus is God's last and best and most clear vision of God, revelation. Hebrews 1, 1 to 2 says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through his prophets. And now in these final days he has spoken us through his Son." God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, he created the universe. Some say Jesus was a good teacher. He was that for sure. But he is God. He is God the Son. Amen? The Holy Spirit continues to remind and shed light on the word of God. John chapter 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. How do we apply this word to us? This was spoken to the disciples. How do we apply this right now? The Holy Spirit has come and has been given to the church. But we also have the written word of God that's just as real and just as powerful as when Jesus was alive and spoke these words, and as the Holy Spirit moved upon holy men of God to write the words that we have today in the Bible. And so you open up the Bible and you begin to read, and sometimes after you have read a chapter or two, you'll confess to yourself, I don't know anything more about what I read than when I started. But this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. And sometime when you need it, whether you're in a conversation with somebody or you're going through a difficult time, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the Word. And it's powerful. 
John 16, verses 12 to 14, he said, okay, this is what I said earlier. This is, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. The Holy Spirit is a very precious part of the Godhead. The third person of the Godhead. At work within the church. So that God's work can be complete in us. Jesus was saying, you are not ready to receive all I have for you. Even though God has revealed so much to us, he has not revealed everything. We don't know everything about him and his ways. I don't. I have reason to believe that some of you don't either. Our finite minds cannot grasp all that there is to know about God. We are limited by what we're willing to believe God for. Let me say that again. Let it sink in. We are limited by what we are willing to believe God for. If it's in the word, it's truth. Some of us can't handle the truth. Only God can fully know himself. And as we read in Isaiah, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. There it is. When we think that we have something all figured out. Okay, I understand healing. I understand the moving of the Holy Spirit. And then something turns up and you think, I understand nothing. It's just like Hogan's Heroes, that big general. I know nothing. So wisdom says, don't try to analyze God. Just trust him. Only believe. There is something powerful about being so simple that you're willing to believe something that you don't understand, something that you don't know, but it's written in the word, and you say, okay, Lord, it's there. I don't understand it, but I believe it. Let's go to the secret things. Number two. The things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. But the secret things belong to the Lord. The things revealed is to be passed on to the next generation. 
What is revealed to you from the Word of God? You need to be teaching your children right now. When they are young, when they are able to be molded, I'm going to tell you if, you, if you have to start when your kid is a teenager, you've got a job on your hands. You better believe that there's a Holy Spirit guiding you because you just can't do it on your own. Things revealed belong to us and our children forever. Israel was commanded to live according to all the law and to teach their children to do the same. You know, some people will suggest that the Old Testament is not for today. wonder where they got that from. They sure didn't get it from the Word. Although we're not under the law of Moses today, we still adhere to much of the Old Testament. Probably if we followed their rules in food and what to eat, we would be much healthier than we are today. Just a suggestion. <clears throat> For instance, we still adhere to the Ten Commandments, don't we? We try to. As we obey the revealed Word of God, we position ourselves for multiple blessings. Let's consider some things that we don't know, things that are a mystery to us, secret things. First of all, we don't know the future. We don't know the day or the hour of Christ's return. When somebody comes out with a new book and says that Jesus is coming on a certain day, most Christians, well, you know, maybe that's true. And they get all excited about it or all fearful, however you're living. We don't know the day or the hour of our death. None of us know when we're going to draw our last breath. I could be gone before I'm finished this message. Then Adam, would you finish, carry on with it? Don't disrupt the service over it. We don't know what God will permit in our lives. We don't know the hardship that awaits us or our children. We don't know why bad things happen to good people. We don't know why people of great faith do not manifest healing. But God knows. Only God knows the full story. God's got a timetable. God didn't plan that all of us are going to live to be 90. 
or a hundred. There is a time when our life is over. We cannot and dare not pass judgment without all the facts. And we don't have all the facts. God will reveal what we need to know when we need to know it. As to what the Lord has not revealed, we must live by faith in God and his promises. We trust in God even though there are things we don't understand and may never understand in this lifetime. Folks, that's where faith comes in. I don't know. I don't understand. But I still believe. By his stripes we were healed. I believe that. But I've buried a lot of people that I have prayed diligently for. There's one thing that we need to understand and accept as born-again Christians and especially as spirit-filled Christians. People who move and work in the spirit. And that's my third point. God is sovereign. I know some in some strains of Pentecostalism, that's an ugly word. But it is truth. God is sovereign. The creator is above his creation. He, he do not have to give account to anyone. Psalm 115.3 says, But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Now, of course, people of faith know he's a good God. He's not a tyrant. Everything that he does is for our good. Sometimes our disobedience gets us into a lot of trouble. There are physical consequences that has nothing to do with God's love and God's provision for you. God's word reveals that there is healing in the atonement as well as forgiveness for sin. But everyone is not healed and everyone is not saved. And I have to leave that with God. And I pray for loved ones who I want to see. I want to be sure that when we are called from this life, that we're going to meet and fellowship together with the Lord. <clears throat> we pray and believe for a young mother stricken with cancer who has 
a young husband and two little girls, and she's strong in the faith until the end. I remember the morning we prayed for her. She was standing right here. And she gave us the news that she had been diagnosed with cancer. And we prayed and believed with her, and she was strong in faith. If there was a woman that believed, she was that. She was strong in faith to the end, but God had a different plan. And I preached her funeral a while ago. And I had to leave that with God. Charles drank all his life. His wife, Nita, was a Christian, and we prayed regularly for his salvation. One day I had the privilege to lead Charles to the Lord. What a change was in that man's life. Before this, he would complain about his wife spending so much time in church. And now he was the first to come and the last to leave. Charles had a grandson in his early 20s. He loved him like a son. I received the news that Scott had been killed in an accident driving home from work. And I rushed to Charles' home and knocked on the door. Charles opened the door, overcome with grief, and he screamed at me. Where was Jesus this evening, Pastor? Why did this have to happen to Scott? I, I had nothing to say. I just wrapped my arms around him and cried with him. And I had to leave that with God. I'm a full gospel Pentecostal preacher. I believe the Bible is the infallible word of God. I teach the blessings of giving tithes and offerings to support the Lord's work. I preach divine healing of body and soul and spirit. I pray for every kind of sickness and cast out demons until the day I die. I will always preach prosperity of body, soul, and spirit because it's in the Bible. But there's a lot of things. After I have examined my belief system and examined the Word, I still have to leave some things with God because I don't understand. Let's never forget that God is a sovereign God. It doesn't bother me that I don't know much about things and I understand less. He knew me before he called me. And I know exactly what he called me to do. And with his help and his grace and the leading of his Holy Spirit... If he and I in our devotions every morning 
We thank him for the measure of health and strength that we have. We thank him that we can walk in divine health every day. And we believe that we are so active in ministry to this very point is because God still has a work for us to do. He reveals what I need to know when I need to know it. And the rest I leave with God. So in conclusion this morning, the secret things belong to the Lord. The things that are revealed to us are for our children, for us and our children forever, that we may follow all the works of his law. There is a song that we sang years ago. It's when it was called hymns. It's entitled, I Know Whom I Have Believed. And it goes like this. I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he has made known. Nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed. Unto him against that day. I know not how his saving faith. To me he did impart. Nor how believing in his word. Wrought peace within my heart. I know not how the spirit moves. Convincing men of sin. Revealing Jesus true to word. Creating faith. In him. I know not when my Lord may come. At night or noonday fair. Or if I'll walk the veil with him. Or meet him in the air. But I know in whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able. To keep that which I've committed. Unto him. Against that day, I've committed my life to Jesus Christ. I've committed my life to serve him. And I remember the day that I walked away from sin crude, driving back after having signed all the papers and fully released, ready to go to Bible college. And as I was driving back, I said, Lord, it's just you and I now. The rest of my life is in your hands. I haven't been sorry for that. He has been true and faithful to his word. A lot of things I don't understand. I don't understand why I was afflicted with a heart condition. I don't understand why I've, why I've had diabetes for just about 30 years now. I don't understand why I've got high blood pressure, high cholesterol. 
But I thank God for doctors in the medical profession that have come up with medications that keep me able to keep up with young men. That's the love of Jesus. That's the mercy, the grace of Jesus. Folks, things that I don't know, I leave with God. I'm enjoying every day of my life. I look forward to Sunday mornings when I can preach a message that God has laid upon my heart to a wonderful group of people. Don't sweat over the things you don't understand. Don't mess yourself up trying to analyze God. Just believe him. Just trust him. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I'd love to introduce you to him. Just come up front. We're going to have the lines open for prayer. You come if you want prayer, if you need healing in your body. You've got a financial difficulty. If you're looking like you're going to lose your job soon or if you've already lost it. If you're looking for employment. God is concerned about all of your problems. The things that concern you concern the Lord. If you've got a, a relationship problem. If your marriage is in trouble. If you're having problems with you between you and your kids. Whatever it is. Jesus loves you and Jesus cares and he wants to be a part of your life. So if you need Jesus in any way, you need someone to agree with you in prayer. If you need to give your heart to Jesus, you do it today. Come forward. We'll pray together. We'll believe together. The things that are revealed belong to us. We have enough revelation from the word that we can come in faith believing that God who promised is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a great day in Jesus. If you're coming to the uh, Koinonia tonight, we start at 6. We have a meal. We're going to do some, we've got some Christmas gifts. If you're bringing Christmas gifts, Remember, it can be the pair of socks that grandmother gave you last year, but you never ever wore them. Maybe I could reuse them. Who knows? Amen? So let's, let's have a good time this evening of fellowship. And uh, God bless you. Amen. You have been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.